Hola, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including DuckTales, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm your host, Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Steve Zek. Hello. Uh, today we will be discussing the latest two episodes of DuckTales that have aired on Disney, The Other Bin of Scrooge McDuck and Sky Pirates in the Sky. Um, if you want to catch up on previous DuckTales discussion that we've had here on the podcast, you can always look that up on OverlyAnimated.com. Uh, you can also subscribe to our feeds on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, on YouTube at OverlyAnimated.com slash YouTube, or uh, on your preferred podcatcher. And wherever you listen to us, we always appreciate any ratings or reviews you want to leave us. But uh, yeah, we'll be getting right in, right into this. Um, I'd say that in particular, the other bin of Scrooge McDuck was a culmination of uh, many things. Oh, I, I guess a, a big plot line that we've been following lately in Ducktales. So, um, Steve, let's get just your general thoughts. Uh, we'll we'll hold off the pirates for later. But like, <laughs> just uh, on the the, uh. the other bin episode, what are your general thoughts on how the episode went down? Oh. It was great. It kind of, uh, in a way, it kind of wraps up the whole Lena arc and where she was going, whose side she was going to be on. So she sort of made her choice, and we know what where she'll stand when we get to the finale. Um, yeah, it's fun. I love how like big fangirl webbies of Scrooge. How, how and and despite how toxic Lena and Magicka's relationship is, you do see at glimpses of how they can be related. How they can't have these little bonnies, like how they're both like bored at Webby's, like Scrooge, like lectures. So I can relate with Webby though with Scrooge lectures. I could do the same thing with Donald, do a whole bunch of Donald Duck lectures about stuff and just All bore right. people. <laughs> but yeah, I, I loved it, and the B plot was okay. Um, about the time Louis actually gets to do stuff, he's kind of gets thrown to the background a little bit. It's been very Dewey centric, and. And I'm, I just love though how he just uh, he owned the Bigfoot character. He needed that after the whole doofus disaster. So good for him. <laughs> you, you you count this as a redemption arc for Huey <laughs> or for, for, Louis? for Louis? Well, in a way though, it shows though he is like his uncle because I've seen because he has this devilish side because I know any. Old days. Donald has this devilish side to him. Sometimes he has like this. Sometimes this devil Donald on his shoulder that gives him like bad advice, and it's a similar callback here. Yeah, I think that's just Louis's entire character at this point. <laughs> um, he he just always seems to be like that. Um, actually, I think that the Bigfoot V plot, like it, it has its its moments of being jokey, <laughs> even if the the twist is kind. Of, at, at the time of watching it, it infuriated infuriated me because the whole like. Uh, uh, oh, somebody's conning, but they don't believe me because I usually do the conning thing. Like mm. uh, that, that kind of annoys me. But it was a funny joke anyway. Like to have a big foot, just have like a surfer bro voice. Like, <laughs> hey, dude. Yeah, I wish like, yeah, that that was... yeah, it's not original. I've seen that in the new Powerpuff Girls. So <laughs> I'm sure yes. they'll appreciate that. Yeah, so the, that that's a common car- cartoon thing to do. Um, as for the the actual main story, like I I, I 
I, I've been with you that Lena and Magic, uh, like that, that's been a story worth watching because we want to see like what Lena ends up doing in terms of making a decision, right? Mm-hmm. Now, th- this episode, it goes through Lena f- going along with Magic's plan. They go into the bin and you have this whole sequence uh, of Lena admitting that we- uh, to Web, or at least uh, revealing to Webby that she's been under Magic's spell and uh, event Lena turns to the dark side supposedly, but then Lena turns back on Magicka, and like you get this strong, this very strong emotional sequence of Lena taking a side, but Webby gets thrown to the wayside, and then it turns out being a dream sequence, which is also another trope that annoys me very much. Cop out. And like it, yeah, it, it feels like a cop out because <laughs> not, none of all of that build up actually ended up meaning anything in the real world. Except to tell you that Lena has come to the realization that uh, that uh, no, she cares more about Webby than her freedom. But like, as soon as she comes to that realization, also we get magic of possessing Lena at the end. Yeah. So it's like uh, Lena at the moment has no. She she made her decision, but as soon as she made her decision, she is not allowed to act on that decision because she gets yeah. possessed. And it's it, this whole thing just reeks of a climax where it's just going to be like Lena is possessed doing things to Scrooge. She sees Webby at some point and like that activates Lena inside to like break free. Like it just smells very tropey because this entire episode was full of tropes. And so like you, you try to convince me that that isn't the way that this show well, isn't going to go. Well, I don't know. It might go that way, but I but. The ride will be fun because I'm interested to see, uh, like, next time we see uh, Lena or, or Magica or Lenica, as I, as I like to say, um, I kind of wonder. When, I, when have you ever said that? <laughs> well, you have never used the word Lenica ever on this. Well, like I said, that, that's just a callback to Gravity Falls. You know, Mabel named the, the uh, Dipper Possessed Bill, uh, the Bill Possessed Dipper Biffer, so it's, it's a little influence. This show Diff has some Gravity Falls influence, so um, I do like to think though maybe it'd be funny though if Webby like tells the others, you know, Lena's been acting kind of weird of late, and this is some funny gags of how different Magica possessed Lena is. Like, like it seems Magica does not know Webby's name. I mean, that could be a problem. Well, yeah, and we kind of set that up a little bit with also Lena being distracted by, by like, uh, not remembering the dates and things like that. So, like, uh, that seems to be their relationship already. But more to the point, like, this continues the, the trend of Webby being very distracted about things. And, like, she she notices, hey, that there's where did you get that dagger anyway? Oh, hey, look, a door. Like... Uh, so like we're we're continuing down this well, path of Webby not not really wising up to to Lena and uh, while while that is her character but at the same time I, I kind of wish that it would, like we Webby would be a little bit s- smarter <laughs> but also at the same time if it was all a dream sequence what am I supposed to believe well well Webby does sort of redeem herself in the next episode and shows you how smart she can be um, I want to talk about previews but. It does seem though she is going to really be really a big key in the in the feat of Magica in the finale and how she sort of is like the uh, architect of how we're going to counter her. So, um, her moment's coming. You just got to be patient. 
I guess. <laughs> but, like, my, I guess just this entire episode kind of soured me on like how they're gonna handle this because it, it, it all, it, like you, you mentioned a phrase there, like the ride will be nice. But like, I was enjoying the ride in this episode. I was enjoying <laughs> seeing Magica destroy a marionette-ized version of Webby, like which I am told is like her original design yeah. from the from the show. Yeah. But like, that was a very fun sequence. And like, it was like I I wish they could have found another way to do that without just pulling it under you, pulling the rug out from you. Like, uh, no, none of that actually happened. Mm-hmm. So like, I just wish there was another way to to do it without recurring to that kind of easy way of just snapping your fingers and making it disappear well well I do think though I, I have a I think though Machka is kind of going to be defeated in the finale she's not going to really be a main force anymore but I do kind of wonder though is she going to survive and I do kind of wonder Lena's future her parental future her guardian future like who is going to be being like raising her after Magica is like gone because I'm thinking um, logically she would probably maybe stay with Scrooge and the others in the mansion but I don't think they want to make her a main character for that to happen so we're going to have to find another party to kind of take her in unless maybe like maybe her uh, her parent maybe is somewhere hidden hid his prisoner in Magica's lair and we'll find him or her and she'll get her like parent back or something like that <laughs> yeah like uh, we're we're still very vague on like lena wanting freedom but like uh, obviously she's a kid so like I, I guess the show we shouldn't be expecting it to go into this but like what exactly does she want freedom from besides just not not being a puppet for magica but maybe that's enough motivation right? well yeah <laughs> like j- just getting away from magica that's all she yeah. really wants like from there we'll, we'll figure something and I, out i am um, i am one bad negative thing though this episode aired right after comic-con it sort of gave away some things so it's not the same tension not the same worry that you know i know lena's gonna be okay at the end so oh well why, why did you spoil me i didn't know that you think you're gonna die <laughs> well i don't i mean uh, my, admittedly my expectations have been lowered <laughs> after this after this episode anyway of them going dark but i mentioned in the past like it would be kind of cool if they ended up finally pushing off a character it might end up being magic in the end like because she's that's a, but the, yeah. the classic thing to do she's yeah, a villain she's... though it's not the same yeah yeah i mean if so, I'll... somebody had off i don't know who would be i think gyro could be like if you want to do a good guy to just off yeah, although Listen. Gyro hasn't hasn't really been important for a while. Yeah, uh, I, I did want to ask you something about Magic though. In that sequence, we see it, we finally get to see what the culmination of getting the dime would would be, which in this case is it's depicted as Magica ripping herself off of Lena and becoming kind of a physical figure. Um, separate from lena so like but because this is a, in a dream sequence do we uh, do we think that that is actually what is going to happen if she has the the dime or is there other stuff involved who knows i have a i think probably magica was not forthcoming with what her plans were to lena she probably kept a few things hidden so magica proven that she's not very trustworthy so yeah and yeah, I, and, and admittedly, this is coming from Lena's nightmare, right? Yeah. So, like, we, we all more more than likely, this is coming from the perspective of what Lena knows, and not 
all yeah. of what magic and I, so I, I guess you're right about that. I really doubt that Lena was going to get her freedom if Magica got everything she wanted. I don't think Magica would fully keep her word. I don't trust her at all. She's not exactly what I call honorable. Well, well, I, what I do find interesting is the, the whole relationship between Lena and Magica, especially culminating in that final sequence. In the past, I think we've referred to it as sort of an abusive relationship type of thing. And like seeing how Magica, even after freeing herself from Lena, but continues to harass her and like manip- manipulate her words, uh, turning Webby ag- against her and like, hey, like this is irony, right? Because didn't you use her like a puppet? So like even though Magica is actually the, the puppeteer, so to speak, but like she she's doing a good job of uh, of beating down Lena verbally to the point where Lena believe is she's trying to get Lena to believe that she's the one who's doing the wrong things in this situation and that it's all her fault and like I I enjoyed that sequence because it's kind of a it's a, a really good depiction uh, of what a really a bad parent's daughter or in this case aunt's uh, niece relationship ends up feeling like sometimes like they, they just use their words to twist it around on you yeah and that ma- makes the tension of that scene just get all the yeah. more ramped up and how amazing it was in the moment well magica yeah she's a horrible parent man she is as bad as ozai she's as bad as preston northwest it's just terrible yeah, she, she she seems to be the the only um, clear cut villain that is actually successful in this show so far. Well, some like, some, he, some others have come close though. Yeah, close, <laughs> and like you have guys like Lomgold or Mob Eagle that like are more or less competent at times, but like also they still veer towards jokiness. But like Magic is just pure evil, yeah. uh, especially in this episode. And the funny so. thing yeah, is though, she wasn't comp. She had could be funny at times in the original show, so they've kind of really taken her character a whole new direction here. Although she's not un unfunny yeah. either in this episode, because like she does ha- do like the fake webby voice <laughs> during yeah. that time. Like uh, I said, she's... she definitely gives me Bill Cyper vibes because she's so scary, so evil and dangerous, but yet still has a bit of a com- comedic side to her too. Yeah, yeah. In this, in this case, comedy being derived from fear is probably a good descriptor of, of how Magica's character works. Um, but yeah, this episode, just going through like other small stuff here, here um, Lena and Magica are arguing while Lena is trying to take Scrooge's dime while Scrooge is sleeping. Um, mm-hmm. so like, but like somehow Lena manages to convince Webby like, no, it's because I'm obsessed with him. Like you, and, like gets Webby to do this long presentation <laughs> and stuff. So th- yeah. th- this is very Webby as established from the beginning of the show. Um, Scrooge does notice that something is off and moves the dime to the other bin. And eventually we take a look at the other bin and it has all, all weird stuff. This is essentially what the garage from the pilot was, right? Because like yeah. in the in the garage, I remember in the pilot, like the garage is where he kept all the magic stuff. But it seems that now the other bin is where he keeps all his magic stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. Did, did you get anything out of the other bin or well i do get like, like one of the rooms was an homage to the scrooge's worry room that he had on the old show he had in the comics this room where he just when he was worried he stressed out 
You just walk around in circles in this room. The funny little gag, my ears a little more dark, but yeah. Yeah, because the, the worry room is actually the room where the dime is in the dream, yeah. right? Mm. So, okay, yeah. so that, that, that's an interesting turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but, but I, like I said, though, it's it's interesting, though, how, how, cl- how close those Scrooge is. He, cause he, can he sense that maybe Magicka is closing in? Does she really... Does he even remember her? I mean, what what is Scrooge's relationship with Magicka? I can't wait to find out. Who knows? Because also in this episode, like he says, like something's afoot, but like it ends up being just him fo- following the Bigfoot around, right? I like, don't. Just hunt- I, think no, I, I don't think that he actually sensed Magicka here. I think it's just a coincidence. I think uh, I, I uh, Bigfoot wasn't after his dime, so. He, he's very protective of his dime. That's that's one of his most his most prized possession outside of his family. So, and would, by the way, that could be a big key though. I've seen this before. If Scrooge, if he fears like his loved ones are in danger, would he might just give up the dime it, to protect him? Make a make his own deal with Magicka, who again I don't trust to be to keep her word. Mm-hmm. And especially the the next episode kind of continues the theme of Scrooge building relationships with his nephews. So like that that, that could definitely come into play at mm-hmm. some point. And but, I do uh, have, yeah, yeah, I do have a hot take about Ma Beagle, but that has to do with the next episode. Yeah, I mean, well, Ma Beagle didn't show up at all, so I don't even think uh, you can make a hot take out of that from here. But uh, just before we move off this episode, uh, we, we did briefly mention the B plot. It's not Bigfoot. His name is Tenderfeet, according to according to Louis. Um, but it turns out that uh, Louis ends up being jealous of Tenderfeet because he uh, the other nephews take a liking to him. Um, I wrote down this line here in the middle, like simple-minded. He's making a sandwich on a panini press. So, like, but like because of how goofy the show is, you think like, okay, well, that's just a goofy thing that Bigfoot does. Mm-hmm. But that then we get the twist that Tenderfoot is is actually conning them, and he's talking like bro. He's a group chatting with his other Bigfoot friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, so, I what want... did you think in general about uh, this? That's fine. I'm kind of hoping, though, maybe once Tenderfeet this doesn't work out, the next place he's going to try is Glongoge's place. Let's see him try to con Glongoge. That's definitely a premise for a Disney short they'll probably put on YouTube at some point. (laughs) Yeah, too bad this show does not have, like, end credit credit stingers like other shows do, so that's a downside about that. But, yeah, um, it's a fine plot. Um, but the problem is, I'm really invested in the uh, Nina Magica stuff. That is just like, let's get back to that. Let's get back to that. This bores me compared to that. Get back to the good stuff. I mean, isn't we gonna the, find B plot? It's a B plot for another episode. That's that's fair. Far- Although <laughs> I I just I don't think Ducktales really wants to go beyond like they they I feel like every episode has the A plot and the B plot. So like we. It, it, no episode really has wanted to veer away from that and always wants to keep the, the goofy side of stuff. I don't and know. The, maybe... the McMystery, uh, McDuck Manor seemed to have one plot. 
So did the uh, that golf episode seem to really focus on one prop? So, <laughs> but the well, the golf episode was a very goofy one throughout. throughout, throughout oh, but like, so same thing with the Goldie that... Guild episode. That was also one plot. So, uh, okay, okay, you're fine. You you, you got me. <laughs> there are a couple of episodes that do manage to stay focused, but uh, so in that case, it makes more sense that this episode maybe should have been a bit more focused. But uh, <laughs> they they really wanted that Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I can't understand, but I kind of wanted the Bigfoot to interact with Donald. I wanted to see that. That would have been hilarious. There I want to see who no, could what? understand. I want to see who has a harder time understanding who. Yeah, once again, there is no Donald in either of these episodes, so we have been robbed <laughs> yeah. yet again. But uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to him someday. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had two great moments the last podcast with the whole being locked in the pantry and the whole pen thing. So I guess we need a little break. Yeah. <laughs> um, movie Now, Disney always does the thing of pairing an important plot episode with uh, a, another, like, all joke episode. And uh, we kind of got that because uh, the other bin is relevant to the overarching plot that we've had this season. Whereas the other episode, Sky Pirates in the Sky, is kind of like just Sky Pirates. Yeah. Well, well like I um, said, though, like, well, they're not, I want, they're not as, as fun as the Pink Skulls, but they're still pretty cool in their own way. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> th- th- this is a... Uh, uh, this is an episode starring uh, Captain Don Carnage, um, voiced by uh, J- uh, Jamie Camel, uh, from uh, more famous for Jane the Virgin these days. But mm-hmm. um, he he was brought in to replace uh, a, a pop, uh, Jim Cummings, who voiced this character mm-hmm. in, back in the in the eighties oh, early. Poor 90s. Jim Cummings. First, you know, Boxman goes away, and now this. Oh my God. Uh, but uh, yeah, j- d- do not worry about Jim Cummings. He's busy <laughs> out, out the wazoo. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so like this character, uh, I-, I think the voice is fine. Like I, I don't care about that. But uh, oh, like uh, the- I-, I like that at first that he like he- they're giving off the whole musical pirates vibe, and they still manage to rob the plane anyway. But uh, I do enjoy the brief moment where he throws the guy off the plane and like is berating his crew. So like he gives him a little bit of edge uh, oh, yeah. to accompany I the th- the vaudevillianness. I also wanted to show went dark for a moment, and the guy had a parachute. Everyone has a parachute here, like, and we don't ever see it. Like, what's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like and he like he didn't really let it go and to, like we didn't see him uh, activate the 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 parachutes so, like once you're close to the ground i think at some point if you get too close activating it doesn't actually do anything um but, eh, i, I you know. still say though working for don cornage is probably still he probably treats you better than my beagle treats her own sons because at least he gives you pos- an occasion positive reinforcement and he will give you group hugs I don't think Mom Beagle ever like give like group hugs to her families to her son. So now we do have to consider contests because he was <laughs> kicked out of his own crew, and so he was doing all that to get back into yeah. the good the good graces. So it, like I, I'm I'm not totally sure that was genuine, but it worked. You know, so you know what I love him. though? I love um one legged Meg or what's her Meg the uh, first yeah yeah I, and you know instead of her. She had her her number. She called herself. She was the first mate. So which means she's the first one to meet Don Carnage of the whole crew. 
so there's a story there. I kind of want to know more about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the uh, she and uh, other female pirates were voiced by Kimberly Brooks, who also does voices for Steven Universe and Voltron. Yeah. So like that, it was nice yeah. to see her name in the credits. But uh, and uh, yeah, so like the pirates, I think are fine. Uh, I'm a little annoyed by the plot of being Dewey feeling ignored because like a lot of episodes have to do with Dewey. I know, and I know. him being the cent- the center of attention. So like, it feels you know, do you know very entitled? Do you know, he is the only character in the series to appear in every episode, and he has lines in every episode except for one. So. That doesn't surprise me. But, and, but yeah, it, it feels and, weird that he's the one. Like, wouldn't Huey be more inclined to do this? Yeah. Because like, I feel like Huey's the one who gets sidelined the most but in this show. The problem, and the thing is, though, we just had, like, the day the only child a few weeks ago that dealt with the same, like, Dewey middle child syndrome. And we have this here again. I mean, is that his only character flaw, his character trait, middle child syndrome? Yeah, so like it's just uh, Dewey. I don't know. Like yeah. he, he he's been gr- good in in other episodes, but like this episode, like I, they're they're trying to get me to sympathize with him. I think, and I just don't get it. Oh. Like the at one point where Scrooge mistakes uh, Dewey for some for one of the other nephews because they got splashed with blue you know, paint. You know, this like is... it's a it's a sad point, but at the same time, like help out, Which... don't walk away. You know what? Though this is why I'm kind of disappointed Michelle's not here because this is the one thing she can relate to because she she still, she still <laughs> get them mixed up, and um, yeah, and we've seen Scrooge been like this before. Um, and he he barely knew Webby until a couple episodes ago. And she's like the only girl of the kids, so you know. Right, but her. but also, but also like the wasn't it like the second episode where it was Scrooge and Do- and Dewey Do- uh, like going into a cave together and they bonded there. So like they they've had their bonding episodes. So, he also, which is why and also the Scrooge Dewey bonding episode was the golf episode too. So. Yeah, so it just feels strange that like the the at the end like the 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 emotional like uh, bow is like oh, okay, well tell me your story. I'm listening now, like uh, as if like that's kind of an improvement, but it's not really because Scrooge and Dewey have already gotten development. Like I I I just like uh, there's nothing particularly wrong with this episode, but it's just like. Dewey, I, I've, I've had, we've had a lot already. We need more of the other brothers. Like, I would have been fine if this was two Louis episodes. In a yeah, he's like, like, like yeah. probably my favorite of the triplets. Yeah, and I, I think Louis in that last episode, like he was justified in his behavior. So I, I, I would have given him a pass here as well if he got, like, he got ignored in that episode. So like, what if he got ignored in this episode too? It'd be like a nice trend sort of thing. I don't know. <laughs> well, he, he learned a valuable lesson. Webby showed her smart how she did. She played a little trick on him, and you said she wasn't very smart. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that, that is a part of the B-plot of this episode, that, like, Louis has a gem that supposedly shows your innermost uh, desires. Uh, I, I do like that it, it wasn't totally... like. I, I think he referred to him as a devil Louis, but I like that at some point he, like... Uh, since in real life Louis is very ambitious, so like the gem Louis was very timid. Like, oh no, we shouldn't be doing that. So I, I, I like that it didn't go straight to good evil, but like more just it actually stuck to opposites or, or deepest the thoughts more. 
Don't go <laughs> soft on me, de- evil d- Louis. Yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> he refers to it like that. It mm-hmm. ends up working against him briefly. Um, h- how did you feel about the musical numbers in this episode? Because honestly, I, I can't remember them already. Like I, I-, I watched this yesterday. Uh, it's already escaped right. my head. Oh, so right. The problem for me, though, it's the same weekend as the Teen Titans Go to the Movies movie, and that has such a catchy <laughs> song in that, so it's stuck off to my... Uh, it's bad the, the, timing. This is a very strange promotion for the Teen Titans Go <laughs> to the Movies podcast felt, we have on Overly Animated. <laughs> but that's uh, how I felt, though. It just didn't have the same, like, uh, oomph. It, it's got lost in the shuffle for me, but... Like I yeah. said, I, I, I and it had so many lyrics. That's a problem. It doesn't really have much of a chorus. It's like so much stuff to remember. So, but I do love Lodgepack's little how he was a fan of. He like do 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 do. Yeah, the one thing that I was that I was happy about with Ducktales, like if there was one thing I had to pick out of Ducktales these past two weeks, Launchpad is still great. Like the, he only appears in small doses, but whenever he shows up, he he gives me good 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 humor. So like I I enjoyed him being very happy with the song, and then also like him just noticing, oh wait, who's driving the plane? And <laughs> like he's down there singing, like, like the I, plane crashes. I believe so. this is like the first musical number in the show. I'm not sure if we had one before. Unless you want to count Mark Beeks and all his antics. but Because uh, Mark Beeks is on his own thing, so let's not really count him. But yeah, um, that's the one thing, the way I was able to differ this show from the Legends of Three Caballeros is that in that world, it's, it's musicals are common. And here, it's like, if you go into song, you're you're weird. So yeah, I I do also enjoy Scrooge's in, in, incredulousness of like, what in the blazes was that <laughs> or something, something like that. <laughs> yeah. So like I I was with him. I was just like, what what did I just watch? But it at worked. the same time, yeah. yeah yeah. I mean, it worked. They ended up robbing him blind, no matter what. And uh, yeah, so the basic stuff is uh, Dewey joins the pirate crew. He ends up inspiring them to to um. Do a mutiny, and then uh, Dewey ends up leading another robbery of the plane as Don Carnage is dressed up with the, the Scrooge and the nephews, and, and uh, they, fighting ensues, and they switch over. Wasn't a very good disguise, though. Only Don Carnage's own crew fell for that disguise. Ye- and maybe oh. Launchpad, maybe Launchpad, but yeah, Launchpad probably too. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so that they end up realizing that uh, Dewey was feeling ignored and stuff. Yeah. But also, that hat is is not worth the story. Uh, like at the end, like he says, like it maybe happens. Like in the end, I'm st- that that even makes it worse because it's like, are you complaining because people are don't really feel like hearing an embellished story? Like is is that the source here? Is he sure it's embellished? Like, is he really the chosen one? Of that tribe, I kind of wonder if that's going to come into play later on, or is that just... It, it's it's not, because he admits, like, some stuff is true. So, like, oh, that okay. means that, like, not, not all of it is true. It's like, what? why are you such a baby about this, is, is my... And, 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 yeah, I've been doing that because, also, the last series of shorts we've been getting is also Dewey-centric. It's, like, all Dewey all the time. Yeah, so, um, in summary... Too much Dewey. <laughs> give us more of the other yeah, nephews, especially please. Donald. Give me more Donald. <laughs> yeah, or give give Don. us Donald. He's a professional. Uh-huh. He knows how to how to just overstay his welcome. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, D- Dewey's overstated. Yeah, I know. That's for sure. I know. But it's if you're going to focus on a DD character, focus on Donald Duck. Everyone knows. You know how many DD characters are in this show? It was Dewey, Doofus, Donald, Della. <laughs> With, you know, with initials DD, so it's yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, now I know. <laughs> okay. Um. Before we we come out here, let's just let me raise this uh, hypothetical to you. Is it possible that Sky Pirates is a better episode than other been? Um. It depends, though. It depends how you guys. If you really are interested in the whole, like, uh, Magicka, Lena plot, because I am. I love that plot. That's the plot that most interests me. So, of course, I'm going to pick that one. But if that plot is not your thing, I can understand someone feeling that way. So, to each his own. I'm not going to just judge him. But I am going to say, though, um, the way I say I am not the – I'm not as pumped up as the other people were when Don Karnas is going to be on the show. I'm like – Okay, whatever. Like I said, it's not Daisy. It's not April, May, and June. It's not any. It's not um, Captain Morgan. Those are the characters that would interest me a lot more. And of course, some of the characters are coming soon. I really can't wait to see much more than Don Carnaris. I won't mention who they are, but you know who they are. Uh, okay, before I give my opinion, there was a there was a character called Captain Morgan. It's a character from the comics. Uh, okay, she, she, uh, she's a leader of the. Uh, Female person okay, on Junior Woodchucks, the Chip it's, Badis. It's a she. Yes, it's, uh, a, okay. it's a she. Yeah, and yeah. I and I think, you know, but that probably won't happen because the Junior Woodchucks, like I mentioned last podcast, they have girls in them. It's co-ed now. It's not like it was in the old days. And they were, she was the leader of the uh, Chickadees, like Girl Scout team. That was sort of the counterpoint, the female counterpoint to the Junior Woodchucks. And they had this rivalry. And you know what? If they were real, though, I thought it would be great, though, she could be sort of have a one-sided crush on Launchpad. Uh, okay, okay. Um, I just, I just wanted to point out that we, that in an episode where we're talking about pirates, there's apparently a character called Captain Morgan. All right, she's a captain I, like I, in I, the army, the army, like yeah, it's you know, a different kind of captain. Yeah, all right, those comic that that um, comic came back came out in around the fifties, shortly like after World War Two and different wow. time. You know, I got maybe I maybe should buy buy you some volumes of Car Bank comics. Uh, thanks. Uh, j- j- just in regards to the original question of like, is there a case for Sky Pirates being a better episode than other bin? I think that there is, as you, as you mentioned, like a, a lot of this hinges on how much you care about Magicalina storyline, and I do. So like, I, yeah. I think that in the end, other bin still ends up being a better episode than Sky Pirates. But at the same time, like I, I struggle because other been like felt so tropey at times. It it, it makes some decisions at the end that I'm, are very baffling at the time. Where Sky Pirates was very creative. I like, admit the mu- the musical number was interesting to watch, and like the, there are a lot more jokes I think in that episode. I'm going to give you there, this. So I'm going to admit though, I think um, other been a Scoochman Duck might have been maybe the most weakest of the Lena episodes. Or at least second weakest. Hmm. No, that that that's possible. And also, I, I guess the the other episodes we've done, we focused a lot more on building up Lena and Webby's relationship, yeah. whereas this one kind of put more of the focus on Lena and Magica, and that's kind of the thing we wanted all along, I suppose. And also, but, it's making more clear that Lena is 
she does care about Webby. Like when the earlier episode, you weren't sure there was so air of mystery. Like, like is this all an act or? But now, as the mystery is getting solved, it kind of loses a bit. I I guess that could be what what the situation is. Maybe, although honestly, we're we're waiting for whatever climax there is where Lena reveals how much she cares about Webby and stuff. Oh, so oh, and I mentioned this episode though. I love how when Lena came out of her like nightmare, Webby said another like thing of something like, "Wake up, your beautiful angel," or something like that. Oh. In the last episode before that, she's called her like, "You beautiful idiot," or something like. The show knows what it's doing with its ship teases. Yeah, te- teasing I think is a correct um, term for it. Um, I-, I-, I will say, just in terms of Lena episodes, I-, I do think that this is still a better episode than Jaws. Like J- Jaws, I-, I think has issues of its own. Like other than it-, it brings up important things, and I do want to stress, like it does a good job with the Lena Magica relationship. Like I do think that's a very interesting dynamic to watch. And that the whole build up at the in the final scene, like that 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 is, it does a really good job of, of getting you to feel like this is for serious. But it, it's just the other stuff that happens afterwards that ends up kind of taking away the effect. But I think yeah. it, it, as in, in the net, it, in in the end, it ends up being a net positive episode. You know what though? But like yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're right. But you know, I just realized something though. If when uh, Webby kind of encounters Linaka. Um, Magica is able to say though, Lena will be trapped in there. She can't defend herself. So if she, if Magica just wants to say, oh, "My niece, she's just been using you the whole time. She doesn't care about you," and Lena's like, "She's stuck. She can't respond and just say that's not true." So kind of wonder, man, what's going to happen if that happens? It's like, is Webby still going to believe in Lena or not? So yeah, I, I I think that's about all all we've got today on on these two episodes. Um, if you want to find out the all the info on this podcast, you can do that at overlyanimated.com. If you want to chat with us about the latest episodes of Ducktales or any other animated te- television and film we cover here, you can do that at overlyanimated.com/discord. Uh, you can. You also support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Joanna, a.k.a. Crispy. And uh, thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Andy, and Hugh. Um, other than DuckTales, we've also uh, got some recent uh, podcasts on Anastasia. As we, as we mentioned, Teen Titans go to the movies. Uh, soon we'll be getting we'll be doing podcasts on other shows oh, marcus ladybug maybe <laughs> maybe voltron for sure oh yes yes soon. are you part of that so uh maybe i don't know but <laughs> well, well, but there are a lot of shows that we cover in over the animated you can always catch up on that as well as previous ducktales podcasts but yeah uh, un- until the next uh, batch of episodes we'll be here to talk about them but uh, until then thanks for listening and we'll we'll talk to you soon adios All right bye